Hey everybody, welcome back this week as we walk through the Word together. And as we walk out this truth, we discover that life is produced in us and also in other people. We are walking with one another, growing together to see the life of Christ continue to manifest and birth in us and then to see it spread outside of the walls of our houses and our church building. So today I'm going to be reading from Psalm 139. Search me, O God, and know my heart. O Lord, you have searched me and know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path, my lying down, and are acquainted with all of my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, the light about me, the night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as day, for darkness is as light with you. You formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when yet there was none of them. How precious are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! If I would count them, they are more than sand. I awake, and I, stand, I am stand with you. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God! O men of blood, depart from me. They speak against you with malice intent. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those, those who hate you, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with complete hatred. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting." Let's let's pray before we continue. Father, I pray that that word, your word, would be a lamp for us today. God, I pray that you would illuminate to us everything that we need to know and see today. Holy Spirit, would you guide me as I speak? And Lord, would you lead us in your way everlasting? I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What a strange prayer, honestly. You see the rhythm of what he talked about. It's very, very unique and interesting, but I believe that it's this psalm that is so applicable for today. Has anybody uh, ever been searched in the airport? Anybody? Anybody just been pulled to the side and almost strip searched? Anybody? I hate it. I hate getting searched because, you know what? I got my bag 
the way I like it. You know, I mean, you take time. I mean, I roll every shirt. I position them perfectly. And so then they what? They pull this thing out and they go, sorry, we're gonna need to search your bag. You know why they search my bag? Because my name is James Smith. <laughs> every time they're like, get this guy out. He's not a real person for sure. It's a terrorist, get him out. James Smith, is this your bag? Yeah, this is my bag. Okay, we're gonna open it up, sir. And then they open it up and this is what happens, right? This looks like my bag because I bring 40 different shoes because you never know what you're going to need, you know? And they pull this thing out, right? They pull your toiletry bag out and they just dump it everywhere. And you're like, are you serious, man? Like, chill out. I mean, really, going through my stuff, I'm like, I put that together the way I liked it. Took a trip to Africa a couple years ago. And in every stop, I got pulled out and they said, sir, we think that there's something like a weapon in your bag. And I'm like, what? there's not a weapon in my bag. This happened in Morocco. Then I go from Morocco all to England. And when I get to England, they're like, hey, sir, I think you have a weapon in your bag. And I'm like, this is getting weird, you know? And I get all the way to Detroit. And at Detroit, this lady goes, sir, we're going to need you have a weapon in your bag. And I'm like, Listen, they said this in Africa, they said this in England, and now you're telling them there's nothing in my bag. And she says, well, sir, we're pretty sure that there's something in your bag. And she goes and Tommy tears everything apart and going through my bag and it's all over the place. And then all of a sudden she pulls this thing out and she goes, sir, this is in your bag. And I was like, oh, oh, uh, uh. She's like, oh, were you planning on using this today? And I'm like, uh. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know how that got in there. Oh my, and I'm trying to like state my case, you know, like surely like I'm really not a terrorist. I don't want to kill anybody, I promise you. But like I had taken this and knowing me, like I just threw it in my bag and I forgot about it. I made it all the way to America, y'all, with like on my carry-on, by the way. This, I carried this on a plane all the way to Detroit. Thank you, America. You guys are better than the rest of the world. But yeah, this was on my carry-on, y'all, so... Uh, I succeeded. I don't like being searched. <laughs> also, I'm careless, so I never know what they're going to find. You know what I mean? Now they're like, sir, you got a weapon? I'm like, maybe, actually. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but last week, TC talked about God being our friend, you know? Remind me, remember, we, we said some things about God being our friend. Tell me some characteristics of friends. What, what's a characteristic of a, of a friend? What makes somebody a friend? Loyalty. Loyalty. Good listener. Good listener. Reliability. Reliability. What else? Caring. Caring. They're fun. They're fun. That's right. You have a good time. What else? Hold you accountable. Forgiving. Forgiving. These are all characteristics of a friend, of a really good friend. TC made the case uh, last week, which is so wonderful. Thanks for sharing, man. It was awesome. That God is all of those things to us. Now I want you to tell me, what's some characteristics of God? What's God? He's forgiving. He's loving. He's complete. All-knowing. I like that. Forgiving, holy, holy. gracious, gracious. Mighty. mighty. Yeah, I like that one too. Like powerful, right? Come on, he created the world. Strong. 
The Bible says he's everywhere. I would submit to you today that that is the friend we're talking to. So sometimes we can say, oh, gracious, friendly, kind, those, those are all God. But also God is the one who created everything and he is that friend to you. So the friend you have is the creator of the universe, by the way. So come on. This is what David understood as he is praying. I'm going to start a series today and we're going to call it Honest Conversations because ultimately... A prayer is an honest conversation. Now, what makes a prayer a prayer, an honest prayer? What is that? What is David doing? Number one, it's truthful. It's truthful. And a conversation is only a conversation if it's back and forth. And a lot of times in my life, I'll say me first, I viewed prayer as this to-do list for God. Like, God, here, I got a few things that's on my mind. So, like, if you could come and be a part of a couple things in my life, it would be awesome. Anybody ever been like that in your life? But David helps us understand what an honest conversation with God is meant to look like. And I want to invite us, because we're growing together in the process of walking with the king, I want us as a church to step in and begin to grow in the idea of understanding what it is to have an honest conversation with God. Anybody watch the news and just a little bit hacked off lately? I mean, I'm watching the news. I'm like, what the ever-loving heck is going on in the world right now? I mean, really, we've got, we've got politicians abandoning people in foreign countries. Like never, I mean, like I've never seen in my lifetime. I've got, we've got... A guy, Lil Nas X, posing like he's a pregnant guy, saying, I'm pregnant. I don't know what's happening anymore, and I'm so confused, and I'm slightly sick in my stomach, and I'm like, I don't, what is this? This is what David's saying. He says, Look, I'm looking out into the world, and I, people hate you, God. Should I not hate them? Should I not be upset? How should I feel about this? Because I'm hacked off. I need to do something. And so here's how David starts his prayer. He starts his prayer by acknowledging all the truth about God that he knows. And then you know what he does? He starts telling God how he really feels. He starts telling God how he really feels. And I want to focus in on the very end because after he tells God how he feels, he invites God to move him in the direction that he needs to move. Prayer is a lot less about moving God and it's a lot more about moving us. You see, in prayer, we come back into right alignment with where God wants us. And this is what David is ultimately inviting God to do. Bring me back because I feel this kind of way. If I'm right, help me know I'm right. But here's what I'm gonna ask that you do. Would you search me? There's a big difference in somebody searching your bag, trying to find the junk so that they can get you, you know what I mean? And there's a lot different view when we've got the God of the universe who is our friend that we're inviting to search and I want to talk about that today. When we invite God to search us, what does that mean? 
At the end of this psalm, you can follow along with me, and I'm just going to unpack just the last couple of verses in this psalm. The first thing that I want to talk about is search my heart. Search my heart. That word search means to excavate. That means to pull back the layers. That means to explore. David's saying, I give you permission to explore my heart. And understand this, though, because without Christ, Jeremiah 17, 9 helps us understand that my heart is deceitful above all things. Did you know that? Did you know apart from Christ, our heart is deceitful above all things? This is exactly opposite of what the world is telling us today. Your heart will lead you to your best life now. You know the best way for you. This is direct contradiction to what the Bible teaches us. My flesh, my heart will deceive me at every turn, says Jeremiah. And it's desperately sick. Who can understand it? Sometimes I think, Jay, what the heck are you thinking? But here's the truth of what Paul helps us understand. That even when we come to Christ, Christ gives us a brand new heart. He gives us a heart transplant. He breathes life into our bodies and gives us a brand new identity. But what happens is there's almost like a splitting. There's something that comes alive in your life, but there's something that's left over in your life. He says this in Romans 7, and he says, For I know that nothing good dwells in me. There's nothing good that dwells in my heart. That's painful, I don't like to think like that. I would really like, I actually don't think Jay's that bad of a guy. But I pray that God gives us courage to look inward today and really see the reality. Because apart from Christ, Paul later goes on to say, apart from him, there's nothing good in me. And everything good that you see happening in my life is a direct result of what God has done and created in my life. So y'all, if you, if you admire anything about me, I just wanna tell you, it's because of the work of Jesus, that name that has set me free and changed my life. Jesus is everything. This is why we worship him. He is the truth. Would you today invite him to search you? Even when I, f I feel like I've got it right looking at the world, I feel like I've got it right as I watch the news. Would you be bold today and ask God to search you? Even when maybe I don't feel like I'm looking in the mirror, I don't feel like there's nothing, I'm not into anything big, you know what I mean? But what 1 John helps us understand, and I pray this illuminates our eyes, is is this, 1 John 1.8 tells us, if we say that we have no sin in our life, we're deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. And so there's always things in our life that God wants to refine, change, challenge, to look more and more like him. Even some of the stuff that I'm really comfortable in, the more I walk with Jesus, the more I look, and I'm like, that doesn't look like you, but I really like it. I really appreciate this, but maybe... Man, I don't see that ever playing out in the life of Jesus. God, would you search me and, and show me the places that I've gotten comfortable that don't look like you at all? 
That's exactly what David is saying. He said, man, I should hate them with the hatred because they hate you. I feel good about this. And he's like, but hey, listen, despite how I feel, would you search me and show me? Show me what? Show me myself. Show me my heart. Pull back the layers that I'm not aware of. And the second thing that he invites us to do is know my thoughts. That word thoughts is really know my unquieted thought, my disquieting thoughts. Anybody ever have disquieting thoughts? You think so much, it feels like there's a conversation going in here that's super loud, almost drives you nuts. And you look in the mirror and you're like, I think I'm losing my mind. I feel like a crazy conversation is happening and I can't get it to quiet down. This is what David is saying. God, would you know my thought, know the way that I'm thinking? That word also is anxious thoughts. Know my anxieties. Know that I'm worried about maybe what you'll find. You don't like to talk about this, but we talk about having really good friends but I want to tell you, there's no one on this earth that knows everything about you, right? I like to think that I'm an open person, but I'm going to tell you the truth. There's things that I want nobody to know, right? And honestly, when I get really close to you, I get kind of scared sometimes because then you're really going to know me and you're going to really see me. My, my greatest fear is that I'm going to fail this Jay Smith. I just want to tell you, I'm just so afraid. I, I hate losing. Anybody else just hate losing? I'm terrified. I'm actually scared of it. I'm scared of losing. I'm scared. But if, if God will give us the courage, I pray that he only allows us to go a little bit further to really understand what is it that I'm actually afraid of. Say, so look in, am I afraid of failing? Maybe I'm more afraid of not being seen as enough. Because ultimately, I would really like to sit in the God seat where I can control everything and I can manage everything. And man, Jay has really got it under control. Jay's really doing a great job. My true fear is that I'm not going to measure up to God, really. But what we fear the most reveals where we trust God the least. What we fear the most reveals where we trust God the least. And God's showing me this as I'm inviting him, just God, unveil my heart. Show me where I'm at, where Jay Smith is sit sitting right now. And yeah, I mean, he's leading me along the way, but man, there's so many things that I'm just scared of seeing. But Lord, give us the courage to trust you with the things that I'm afraid of. It's sometimes hard to see ourselves well. But there's three questions that I want to share today that may help us as we look in the mirror and really see ourselves well. Because like Jeremiah said, my flesh, my heart wants to deceive me, wants to tell me lies. So I need to really, I want to really analyze this today. The first question for us to be really self-aware and to be really honest with ourselves, let's ask ourselves three questions. And these are not mine. I got these from somebody else. So I thought they were really profound. Uh, the first question that I want to ask ourselves today to help us really come into self-awareness is what are others telling me in my life 
What are others telling me in my life? Because the third thing that David says is, God, uncover my sin. Uncover my sin. See if there's any offensive way in me. And it's hard for us to see the offensive way sometimes because I appreciate my way. I like my way. So sometimes the best people to help us understand which way we're walking are the people right around us. That's why we really value life group. That's why we really walk with each other and want to know each other. So one, what are the other people in your life saying? Sometimes that's very, very important. The second question that I want to ask myself is, what have I rationalized? What have I rationalized today? I mean, I don't do it unless... Right? Have I got some of those things? I don't, I don't really step into that unless I'm really feeling a sad or I feel like a need. I mean, it's only once in a while. Anybody? It's not that often. What am I rationalizing in my life? Maybe a thing that God needs to uncover today and shine some light in. The third thing to maybe help us as we look in the mirror today is, what am I most defensive about? What am I most defensive about? Like, I'll let you in my life up to the point where I say, that's too far, don't touch that. Don't get that close. If those are the places Guys, where we have to be stepping in and handing those over and asking God to come in and search these and show us because it's very hard for us to often see. And what James helps us understand is when we understand these sinful things in our lives, we've got to confess those to God, yes. But James says, if you want to actually be healed, confess your sin one to another and be healed. So guys, if we want to be a place where we're receiving healing and actually making steps where our life is changing, we've got to be confessing one to another. And the culture in which we walk is open and confession. Understanding this, that our hearts apart from Christ are deceitfully wicked. So here's what you can know about me, guys. First John tells me, there's going to be sin in my life. If you've come to try to learn from somebody who's perfect, you got it wrong. But if you try to go anywhere to try to learn from somebody who's perfect, you got it wrong. I preach from the perfect word of God, but it's not me. He's transformed me and given me an identity, but Jay Smith at his heart, apart from Christ, is deceitfully wicked above all else. So if you see anything good in me, you're just seeing what Jesus has done. And when we all understand that, hey guys, it's a safe place to not have it all together because guess what? You don't. Just be honest. We don't, we don't have to pretend anymore. My bag is laid bare before you. Why are we, we don't got anything to hide. And in fact, I don't need to hide anything. I know there's stuff in my bag. So I'm not worried because I walk up to the thing. I'm like, guess what? Yeah, you're going to find some stuff maybe. But would you help me when you find it? Would you not pick it up and stab me with it? Because maybe I'm not aware that it's in my bag. So when you see it, don't use it as a weapon against me. Pick me up in the middle of seeing it. This is the difference 
between taking your bag to the airport and somebody looking for your trash and taking your bag to God who is the best friend you could ever imagine. Because he's not looking to find this to screw you over. He's looking to find this to make your life better. I don't want to ruin your life. I want to enhance your life. I want it to be the best ever. I want to do stuff with you and through you that you could never do apart from me. Would you trust me? Because I love you so much. So let's be a people that our heartbeat is confession because I know you're not perfect and you know I'm not. But we're not gonna stab each other with what we find. I'm gonna pick you up and I'm gonna walk the direction with you. This will transform our neighborhoods, our life groups, our lives. And the last thing that he says is, from this place, God, after you've searched me, you've known me, you've seen my heart, you've revealed to me the sinful places in my life that I haven't seen, then God, would you lead me in your way? He says, lead me in the way. Lead me in the way everlasting. What is the way? What is the way? When Jesus was with his disciples, he told his disciples, you guys know the way. And one of his most sarcastic, dry friends looks at him and goes, Jesus, we don't know the way. We don't know where you're going. Thomas, the doubter. No, no, I don't Jesus, like you talk in these weird parables. I don't have a clue where you're going, man. And he says, Jesus says this, he goes, listen, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. God, lead us into the way. This whole thing is pointing to first the person of Jesus. And here's what we have to, if you don't hear anything else, the way is not first a place to go, but it's a person to know. The way is not first a place to go, it's a person to know. And when we understand the truth about our King Jesus, listen, Jesus is the safest place because all authority in heaven and on earth was given to him and he invites any who are tired to come to him. Listen, is your bag a wreck? Is it filled today? Would you have the audacity, the boldness to bring to him your bag and say, God, would you search me today? Because 1 John is true about you and it's true about me. There is stuff in my life, God, that I might not be aware of, but I'm inviting you to search me because I know there's stuff in there, but I don't even know. And when you ask him to search you, listen. In prayer, we listen. He'll talk to you. What's the thing that comes to your mind as you ask him to search you? Know my heart, God. Know my thoughts. Uncover my sin. That means excavate. Dig. What are you going to find? You find. And he might speak something to you that you never expected he would speak. You can ask for clarity. It's a conversation. But he's such a good friend. He's not trying to ruin your life. 
But here's what he knows. The way everlasting, the forever future. How many of you guys know what's coming tomorrow? Anybody? Let's go. None of us. None of us. Do you know who knows? Your friend who is God? Hey God, I got some needs tomorrow, but I have no idea what they are. Maybe you could pack my bag better than me. I'm willing to throw it all out, God. Take it all. You know what? I don't, I don't even want a bag. What do I need tomorrow? Hey God, here's my entire bag. Fill it with whatever you want. Because your way, you know better than me. Are you willing to let God take out of your bag, of your life, anything that he wants, even if it's precious to you? Even if you admire it? Even if you love it? He might not even take it away. He might say, let me just repurpose it because I got a better purpose for it. I'm gonna use it better than you would be using it. (laughs) We're so afraid to give God what David said, he already knows everything. God, you know everything. And if we really believe that he's God and we really believe that he's our friend, maybe we could trust him to fill our bag better than us. Come on. Anybody want to trust him tonight? I just want to trust him more. And I'm asking you to help me trust him more. Would you help me? And I want to help you. God, put put things back where you want them. And I'm willing for you to do whatever you want to do. This is the heart of what David was helping us understand as we come to an honest conversation with God. This has to be the rhythm of our life if you want a powerful life with him. We have to be constantly saying, God, here I am, search me. And that's what, let's do that together before we leave. I'm gonna have a time right now and let's just follow that that end of that Psalm. Let's just have a time together. If you need prayer, we're here to pray. I'm gonna ask my prayer team to be available. If you need prayer, just let's pray. Would you spend just the next 10 minutes and let's just follow that. God, would you search me? See what he says to you. Know my anxious thoughts and then use those three questions we talked about. Is there any sinful thing in me that needs uncovering? And if there is, hand it to him. And if you need to confess to somebody, I got my my prayer team will be here. Confess to somebody. Pray over it and be healed. And then be led from this place in a different direction. Let's go the direction that he invites us to go. Take the next few minutes and let him pack up your bag. (laughs)